Hello. Welcome to another sl- <laughs> Indeed we are back to another slap happy movie time. Uh Aaron Hearn. Yeah. How you doing? Oh, fantastic. I missed you guys wow. so much. How about you, Rob Job? Uh call me Captain. Doing great. <laughs> doing great. It's <laughs> a good deal. I uh you guys been good since the last one? We've been we all feeling good? Fantastic. Been Jonesing. Ever- Jonesing for another. For another. <laughs> Ever since I heard Rob's a captain, I just imagine him in like the Captain Morgan stance this entire podcast. <laughs> Wearing a proud and triumphant and a yellow raincoat. Just guzzling. Standing alcohol. on the hull of a boat. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's go. It's a it's a typhoon. I can understand being <laughs> jacked up for the Beastmaster though. The yeah. Beastmaster. <laughs> the movie we watched this week was another eighties movie. Uh, the Beastmaster it is a cult classic, apparently. I want to point uh, out that, like, I feel like you could do an entire podcast about movies made in 1982, and you'd really, yeah. and you'd never run out of material because there's just so many wild movies made that year. Yeah, they're. I don't want to say atrocious because they're not all atrocious, but like, yeah, like Dark Crystal, <laughs> not atrocious. Yeah, yeah, a little frightening. I mean, definitely not like a kids movie, but not atrocious. No, right. That was the time yeah. when people were trying to make movies. You know what I'm talking about? You're like, let's get more stuff going on. Whereas, like, the next decade, they were like, okay, we've went as hard as we can. Let's dial it back. Like, they're still going hard in the '80s, or especially the early '80s. Yeah. Like everyone's coming no. down off but the yeah. drugs of the '70s. And they're down oh, yeah, to they're like chill out. sit and watch some crazy stuff happen. Right. So I suppose we should get at her. Um, yes. So Beastmaster starts off with a uh, with Rip Torn, right? Y'all know who Rip Torn is, right? Patty, uh, the guy from Men in Black. Zed? You that know is named Zed? Zed? Yeah, yeah, it's Zed, yeah. He's one of those guys that has a permanently <laughs> menacing face looking, kind of like Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah. He's he's he I feel like he plays a bad guy in a lot of movies. Not in Men in Black though. He's very funny. Like in that him movie. and Eugene and Levy him. are like the absolute polar ends of the spectrum, kinda, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like Rip Torn is your your stepdad who might like be a jerk sometimes. And then Eugene Levy is gonna like literally go pick you up from anywhere in the middle of the night because he's a great dad <laughs> no questions asked yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so so rip torn he's hanging out in what from what i can tell a basement um and there's like all these like sexy ladies around this bubbling cauldron right and you're like wow those ladies sure are sexy they're not wearing a lot right um then it then pans up it. and you realize they're not sexy yeah not sexy whatsoever they got they got the bad case of Butterface, I guess. Uh, they, they they look rough. They're witches, right? And they're like staring in a cublin. What is that word? <laughs> making up words. I think everyone uh, knows what you meant, but still, like that. Like is... a cup goblet. Yeah, kind of cauldron. I think we just, I I think we just coined that term. I like it. A, a cublin. So they're looking in the cublin. Right, and they're the Riptorn's looking menacing in the back. For some reason, they have a prosthetic nose on him that's all like looks like a freaking bird nose. It's huge. Um, and they're like, "Hey, Riptorn, uh, the king's son, he's gonna kill you in the future." Right? They're prophesizing, looking at the cauldron. Uh, and Riptorn's like, 
we should kill that child, right? And this is like the beginning of a long, long-standing thing that happens with Rip Torn, right? He is every single time he's in a scene, he's either talking about killing a child or killing a child. So, or trying to kill a child. One, one or of those, trying. To- that's it. Those are the only things he does. And then in a, he's a one note, he's a one note bad guy. And then in a crazy twist, the child's mom and dad walk in, which I think is pretty interesting. Oh yeah, King. Funnily enough, King Zed. Oh, well, get the fuck uh, out! Is his name Zed? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's King Zed. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Moving on. Sorry. So, yeah, yeah, no worries. So King Zed walks in. He's like, he's like, you were trying to kill my child, and Zed's like, you got or not Zed? Fuck. Rip Torn. I mean, right? he's Zed in a different movie. Yeah, he's Zed in a different movie, right? <laughs> it's going to get confusing, though, if we, keep, if we call him Zed. Everyone's uh, Zed. Everyone in this movie is named Zed. Everyone's Zed. Uh, so he's like, he's like, you were going to kill my child. Riptorn's like, you're darn straight. And he's like, I could have you put to death, right? And then Riptorn looks at him, and then he looks at, he's got like these monks. He's basically a cult leader, right? He's got these monks that are around him uh, and he like looks at them and they like look up at the ceiling and they throw these like hooks in the ceiling and hang themselves. Right. And this is like to prove how dedicated they are to him. Right. And King Zed like looks at the ground and he shakes his head like disappointed. And he's like, yeah, fanatic. And then he banishes him from the kingdom. Did you guys, did you guys get the impression that bald head guys were eunuchs? I, I, mean, I didn't. Probably. Yeah. That was just me. I could see that. Okay. Yeah, no, I could see it that. It fell in yeah, line with, like, the killing themselves and, like, the baldness and, like... Yeah, they were definitely, uh, like, where does committed. that Where does that connection come from? The baldness and the uniqueness? The, um, this. Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> the, scur- okay, the, so scurvy, the scurvy guy in Game of Thrones. You guys remember that the guy? Scurvy guy? Scur- the scurvy guy? The skeezy guy. <laughs> a strange way to describe someone. Does he have scurvy? No, he's just like a like scurvy, like ah, uh, you know, like hey. I don't. I think I don't know that that's a word. <laughs> like Rip Torn is Rip Torn is more skeevy than Eugene Levy. Skeevy, <laughs> Rip Torn, skeevy. You know, like they're like, they're scheming skeevy. about. I stuff. thought you said scurvy, like yeah, the scurvy, pirates get because they don't eat enough fruit. <laughs> I mean, that would probably make you look more like Rip Torn than Eugene Levy, Rob. <laughs> it wouldn't, la- it's wouldn't not... make you bald. Man's not wrong. He's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. So, but anyway, so the eunuch, bold, goons are dead, right? Yeah. And Riptorn's like, how Riptorn's are we going to take getting... care of this son of the king who's going to take me out someday? Right. And he's, like, getting escorted out of town, right? Like, he's not, he's done. Uh, and and he, like, looks over at this old lady with a cow, right? And he, like, kind of, he just gives her an eye. I mean, he's always given the eyebrow. That's just his face. But he like he's looking at her and she's looking at him, right? And it turns out that this lady is one of the witches, right? She's she's an old hag looking with a sexy body, right? And she like goes in, she sneaks into the king's bedroom with a cow. Um and Which she seems like seems wild. Yeah, you'd think someone would have stopped her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody would have seen her and been like, I feel like that's not right. Well, she's a yeah, liberal she's a liberal Republican, so she can just walk where the fuck she wants. <laughs> sure. yeah okay yeah <laughs> are you saying that, that because she has a hot body and an ugly face absolutely that, okay <laughs> it's a contradiction 
Uh, so she like she walks in there, right? Then the King's Ed and, and his wife are they're they're sleeping, right? She casts a spell on or pours some green liquid on them, and they can't. It's implied that they can't move because of the green liquid, right? And she like casts a spell, and you see the queen's belly gets small, right? And the cow belly gets big, right? And like this, like essentially, she like transferred her baby to the cow. She hot right? swapped that baby on the downstroke. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> gross um so then she she gets out of there right the witch pieces out and it's i think it's implied that the queen dies um there so we never we never see her again so she might as well have right 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 so they the the witch like she like takes her out by this fire right and she's about to kill the baby with this knife right and the baby looks like peyton manning um he's had a rough life the baby is ugly as fuck. If yeah, you guys don't know like who Peyton, Peyton Manning. Manning is. Yeah, you probably do, though. He's in all those commercials. He's a commercial star. Um, commercial star. He's a very large <laughs> forehead. But yeah, so he's anyway, got five she's about or six head. <laughs> Him and Walton Goggins. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, in the pod. So she's like about to kill a kid, right? And this this bald guy stumbles up upon her, and he sees that she's about to stab someone. So he like wings his boomerang, gets her in the back, and and she's like mad, right? And he like does he like push her in the fire or something, and she explodes. Um, yeah, more and or then less. He like takes the baby and says, "I'm gonna I'm gonna raise this kid as my own," right? I do feel like uh, it's a bit which, strange that he was just like trooping around the forest, heavily armed. Looking for babies, you know? I, mean, <laughs> I don't think he was looking for a baby horn. He, he had a sword and that and that crazy spike or, like, knife boomerang thing. Which, that yeah. seems a little peculiar. Sword? Like, he's whatever. bringing all Everyone that crap with him? Like, I don't know. Seems a little sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you gotta stay armed. It's, it's a violent time. That's true. That's true. Um, So, he... Takes the kid, right? And he takes takes him to, to his village of Emmer, right? Um, and he's he's kind of, he raises him, right? He likes, he's teaching him to fight. He's running around with a sword, swinging it around all happy. Um, and uh, one day they're like out in the woods, they're playing. They like, there's this other guy who's like hoeing, right? And the, the, the dad bald figure guy, he like throws a boomerang and like sticks his hat in a tree and they both have a laugh. Uh, and that guy's like, darn you. Uh, and then this bear comes out of the wood and mauls that guy, right? And uh, so uh, the kid, the the child of the king that that the bald guy's raising now, he he's he's scared and he like looks at the bear and he's like, "You go away," right? He says it all with his eyes. He's like, "You get out of here." And the bear like calms down and and leaves, right? And his dad's like, "Yo, you gotta hide that power. You can talk to animals." And uh, so he does i guess so is that definitively because he was born of a cow technically i so they never explain it but i feel like it's implied okay because he was born of beasts that's the only like thing like animal connection in that whole situation he he was branded the witch branded him with the sign of that god oh yeah yep or whatever the was it our rook a rook good call rob this comes back later no a rook's the village a rook's the city yeah, 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 yeah. I think R is the god. R is the god. And it's yeah. just like a a black bird. That's 
Yep. That's the image of the god. And they, they, so the kid got branded before it was going to get knifed and then got saved. So that might have, that might be the reason. I don't know. Although it ends <laughs> up with superpowers. That's it's yeah yeah. God, the gods are weird like that. They just they just bestow their powers upon who they please. Right. So. Dart, he's he's keeping his his stuff secret, right? It, it like cuts, right? There's like a there's like a fade to black. It's been a long time, right? Dar's an adult now, a full grown man. He's got pecs. He's strong. He's like, and he goes out. So they they live in this village, right? Immer, and it's it's all of the houses are on stilts for no reason, um, just to make it look weird, I think. Um, and he like goes out to to tend to the land. I don't. He's like hoeing. Yeah, he's doing some I, chores. I, I want to point out that. These houses are not just, like, on stilts. Like, I, I know what people are picturing when they hear that. And they're picturing, like, a house that's, like, four feet off the ground, you know, on, like, stakes. <laughs> no, they're, like, 25 feet off the ground. Like, they're literally built on the top of trees. They're not even steady. Like, they're, like, if you're like, shaking around. They're, like, moving around. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> absolutely. If you're, like, over 50, there's no way you're getting by in this village. Like, you got to climb ropes to get up into them. And it's not, like a like, a slow climb. It's, like... It's a it's a it's a high climb. Yeah, it's a long way, and there's not an elevator. Right. Um. So, anyways, he's out hoeing, right? And he gets this like, uh, I don't know if he sees through the eyes of an eagle, or or what, but he he thinks that oh no, something bad's happening, right? And he looks over the hill, and he sees these these uh, they're essentially they're Mongols. They're called Juns, uh, and they're going to they're they're on their way to destroy the village, right? So he like sprints back into town and he's like fighting people. He's trying to get through there and he gets bonked in the head by someone. Uh, they're like tipping over the houses cause they're very un- unsteady cause they're 20 feet in the air. Um, and, and they're burning things. One guy's like swinging a mace that's flaming, but he hits himself in the shoulder, but then they cut away from that. Cause that looked weird. Um, don't you, and then, don't you dare forget about lassie tones. And then yeah, Lassie yeah, flies in his dog and just drags him straight out of there. After being shot in the heart with an arrow, yeah, the dog still drags him to safety. One, the the almost the main hero of the movie, this dog. Um, almost second most important character. Third, <laughs> third most yeah, important. We don't, character. we don't have a movie without the dog. We don't. Yeah. Um. So. Dar kind of wakes up uh, out in the forest, right? And he's like, oh, shit. And he, like, walks back to the village. Everybody's dead, right? And he 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 looks around. He, like, grabs the – he sees the – the he's carrying the dog, right? Which it's an 80s movie, so you know they just drug the dog up. And he was carrying it, so it looked dead. Um, There's, like, people impaled on the aforementioned pillars that the um, houses were standing on. Yeah, it's it's rough, right? He finds his dad. He's dead. He lays the dog next to his dad. He cries a little, and then he takes his sword, and he's like, I'm going to – I don't know if he said it, but it was like – he. it was implied that he's like, I'm going to get revenge. I don't think know? he says anything in this scene. No. But did he stack the bodies and do that into a circle, or did the bad dudes do that? Uh, I just remember I think he did. all the bodies at the end of that scene are stacked in like a weird circle, and I was like, this is weird. I think I think he did that. There's something about that symbol because I saw it twice in the movie, but I don't think they ever <laughs> talked about it or anything. Um, but anyways, he. So what does he do after that? He meets the eagle, right? Yeah, the eagle well, is he's, just like perched on a branch. 
he's headed yeah he's headed back home he's headed back to the the kingdom to get revenge because all the um mongol guys are rip torn's goonies so he's gonna go back for revenge yep yep they're connected to connected to rip so to get the revenge he has to start assembling the team right so he already has the eagle who's flying around and then he ends up oh yeah he's that's when you meet the ferrets well, first he gets yeah. trapped in quicksand. You can't forget about no, that's, the quicksand. That's because he's chasing the ferrets, because they steal his shit. Oh, that's right! The ferrets, which probably didn't... I don't think they're native to wherever the hell this takes place, but they're there. The desert? They just, like, came out of the woods and grabbed his bag and scurried off with it. And so, in a very comedic fashion, he chased after them and falls into quicksand. It's very funny. Which was, ma- which was maybe the ferrets... <laughs> original intent and then they realized that he could talk to them and they got freaked out and they were like all right yeah we gotta save him now he's literally like hey can you drop that and save me and they're like okay and they're like what the fuck (laughs) this guy really right yeah and then one of the ferrets falls in he like reaches in and grabs him and he's like all wet and he's like ha 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 he's like laughing about it and he's like you guys are gonna be kodo and poto my buddies uh so he puts him in his pocket that little um, pouch, and that's where the parents live. They just yeah, stick their heads out of them, out of the pocket, and, all the time until he needs them. And then he also runs into a panther. No, uh, <laughs> it's a retired circus animal that they painted black. It was a retired circus it's, animal that it they was painted a, black. It, it was actually a tiger. It was a panther. It was guys. a panther. Yeah, it was. It the wildest thing again. Eighties movies is that like. Many of the scenes of the movie have this tiger in them. And he's right there with all the people. Yeah. Like, no. There's no CGI. They're not green scanning <laughs> this tiger in. Like, this tiger is just there. And it's yeah, wild no, it's... to me. You could not do that shit today. Yeah, there's. <laughs> I don't even think actors like working with animals anymore. There's like an interview with him where he's like, yeah, I watched a tiger stand up and bite through some guy's arm, like on set. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Yeah, no kidding. No rules. <laughs> um, and what else does a uh, superhero team need other than a hot bitch? <laughs> which is next up. Yeah. So Dar's walking through the forest, right? And it's an 80s movie. So there's two naked girls hanging out in the forest. They're swimming around, um, and Dark kind of like he's like he's a mischievous guy, and mischievous dudes in the '80s do some crazy stuff. Uh, so he like <laughs> he like makes the tiger or the panther. <laughs> uh, uh, first, the ferrets had, he had the ferrets go steal uh, steal their yeah, clothes. Yeah, he had their, their ferrets steal their clothes, had a laugh and then he it. had uh, and had a laugh, uh, and then he had the tiger scare them. Uh, so that he could pretend to be a big man and tell the tiger to go away. Um, and then after he saved, uh, shows, it's mi- actually a young Midge from that 70s show. It's Midge. We're just going to call her Midge. Um, she's like there and he just like makes out with her and she's like, now. And then he like pins her to the ground and she's like, ah. But she's into it because it's an 80s movie and apparently that's how things worked in the 80s movies. Um, and she's like, he's like, come on, come on with me. We'll leave this place or whatever. Um, and she's like, nah. 
I can't. I would, but my, they'll kill my family if I leave. I'm a slave in this in this other village. And he's like, yeah. that, that sounds much, that sounds yeah. legit. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speak to that. That makes sense. Like, you probably want to save your family. Um, so she goes back to the village, right, so that her family's not put to death. Um, Dar gets back on track. He's heading back towards the uh, to get Rip Torn. Yeah, and he's headed through this forest, right? And he like comes across this weird ass tree, and there's like a bubbling cauldron next to it. And he looks in the cauldron. He like scoops a big scoop out of it. It's like a big spoon, uh, and that he 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 lifts it up, and there's like a head attached to it, right? There's like like somebody's been boiling a man in this pot. Um, and then he like looks up, and there's these weird bird skin bat people. They're gross. They're, they're like seven and a half feet tall, and they just stand there with their arms crossed. They're, yeah, they're, looking unapproachable. There's not, not like, trying to make. We, when we say bird people, I want you to know there's no feathers involved. <laughs> they're really much it's more just, like bat aliens. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's 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 skin. It looked like someone stretched a scrotum across their bodies. Like, yeah, they're they're disgusting. <laughs> they're absolutely they're, disgusting. That's really yeah. accurate. <laughs> like exactly what you guys are picturing right now of the scrotum stretch is what they look like. So if your scrotum reproduced <laughs> with a flying squirrel that had no hair, this is what you oh. would get. Oh, please stop. <laughs> and just to add to that picture, there's a slave guy who gets loose from this um, cage. Oh, yeah, this dude in a cage. And he, like, freaks out, tries to run past the um, scrotum aliens. One of them wraps him up and shoots acid on him, I guess. That's I think that's what's implied. And the guy yeah, just like dissolves him. Dissolves. Turn him into a pile of bones and clothes. <laughs> Dar's sitting there. Yeah, these guys, yeah, Dar's hanging out, right? And he's like, oh, that doesn't seem very cool. Um, and so he, like, yeah, calls his eagle and Yeah, sword in hand. <laughs> threatened. Uh, he calls his eagle in to to give him a a helping hand. Um, and they so the eagle flies in right, and it lands on the statue that's next to him of this giant black bird, right? And it's it becomes apparent that these weird scrotum people uh, worship these worship the eagle, so they they let Dar go. They actually give him an amulet. They're like, they're like now that you talk to a bird, you're clearly holy, so we're going to give you this amulet. In the most menacing and aggressive way, someone can <laughs> give you a gift. So Tones and I were having a little bit of a disagreement earlier as to whether the guys were bad guys or whether they had a heart of gold. I'm in the camp that they're in a heart of gold and they just look very gross. Like, they gotta eat. I, they gotta dissolve no. people to eat. Come on, Rob. Yeah, those those things are horrible monsters, and their <laughs> existence is merely accepted by the circumstances. But they have a heart of gold. I I no. I I disagree. Okay, Rob. So you stretch a scrotum around yourself, and then tell you that you have to eat by dissolving humans. Try to not be menacing. It's just it just happens, you know. <laughs> no, I'm not. It, that's it, they. It fits the bill, but the bill still is that they're monsters. <laughs> I think they have a hard though. I feel like they're they're really in the right place. 
They give a guy a medallion, and they're they're there to help. They're buddies. <laughs> they're part sure. of the crew, really. You that is one thing you could surmise from the scene. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he he takes the medallion, right? They let him leave, uh, and he finally he like shows up. He like stands on this mountain, and there's the city below him. Um, and he he walks over. And he's, he's going to go in the city, right? Um, and there's, like, this big pyramid in the middle of the city. He walks up to it. It's daytime now. It was nighttime before with the scrotum people. Um, and he, like, looks up at the at the thing, at the pyramid. And there at the top of the pyramid with a child raised above his head is Rip Torn, right? And Rip Torn's like, uh, this sacrifice may please, please, please the gods. And he, like, takes this child and just throws it in this fire. Um, and the child's like screaming and everyone's like, like some people seem like they're a okay. Other people are like upset by it. Like it's mixed reactions all around. You have to remember he does this all the damn time. Like this is all this dude does for fun. (laughs) He's just talking about the the sacrifice. The way the kid was like thrashing around, like makes me wonder, he's like, did they just film Rip Torn killing kids? Or is this a really good actor? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like. (laughs) <laughs> it's the most convincing acting in the whole movie was those children <laughs> being murdered so it like just made me wonder you're like the kid already got mauled by the panther so like might as well take advantage <laughs> we of the situation well, <laughs> we might as well cut our losses we're filming this in <laughs> middle america anyway like do you guys think rip torn sat around with his bald-headed eunuchs and just talk about the sacrifice all the time all day, oh, yeah, all sure. day, it was every waking moment. <laughs> throw some more they, damn kids into the fire. They like, they, they, they like go their separate ways, and the two, the two uh, bald goons are talking to each other. He's like, God, can you believe that guy? <laughs> killing kids, this, killing kids, that. <laughs> Can't even talk about anything. Normal. Like literally, he's just like, Hey guys, do you think we should sacrifice Timmy, or Seth, or Jennifer? <laughs> They're like, can yeah, we play like, like Jesus Christ. gin or do something? Can't you just kayak on the weekend like a normal person? <laughs> but no, Tariptorn loves What kind of shit. hobbies do you have? He fucking loves it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely his prerogative. <laughs> so, it, it, oh, Dar sees this, right? And he's unimpressed. Um, well, they're about to sacrifice another kid. And then Dar's like... I can't stand for this. Yeah, the one kid was fine, but this yeah, kid yeah, yeah, this, this, this is this excessive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what is he? What is he? What even? I think he like? runs out of the crowd. No, the, he the something? eagle grabs the one kid as he tries to throw <laughs> him in the fire and flies off with him. Wow, the animals do literally all that. the work in this freaking movie, man. <laughs> yeah, the Beastmaster does. No heavy lifting in this movie. Literally nothing. <laughs> I forgot that that happened. That's a damn good point. Yeah, that was yeah. The, the one dude's kid. So then the, the eagle carries the kid off. He runs off and rendezvous with the child and brings him back to his father in a sack under cover of darkness. <laughs> and the dad's like, hell yeah, you brought my kid back. He's like, I yeah, I'll literally do, I will die for you, man. I'll literally do anything. Let me make you dinner. Get over here. I love you. So he makes an ally there of r- Ranimal Dad. What's the dad's name is uh Sako? Sako. Yeah, Sako. Um so 
Let's see what. Then he in Sako's grateful. He goes. He needs some more. He needs some more crew. Oh, so Sako Sako says that. Sako tells Dar that the that King Zed is imprisoned in the pyramid, um, and that they are gonna sacrifice. Uh, Midge. Midge. Yeah. Wait. So, does Sako tell him that, or does Seth and the kid tell him that when he meets them in the woods? Sako I, tells him that. Okay. I think Sako tells him that. Yeah. Um. So. Meanwhile, <laughs> at the Fortress of Doom, uh, Rip Torn is, he's, he's like, looking in his cauldron again. He's using his magic. He, doesn't he, like, he also, like, puts rings with eyeballs on them on people's hands to spy on them. Right? That's also a thing he does. Yeah. But I think he's just looking in the cauldron this time. Um, yeah, because that, he's like, that's a good segue into meeting the, the two people. Well, yeah, because he he because when Rip Torn's looking at the the stuff, this is right before he meets them, right? He like looks and sees the mark on Dar's hand and realizes that he's the son and he failed to kill him, so he orders, um, the Juns, right? Yeah, he orders the Juns to kill him, and then so Dar is like fighting them, and then uh, Seth and Tal show up. Which is the the boy and his bodyguard, and the boy's the one with the ring on, with the eye, and so that's no, why Rick Torn can yet. see everybody. Oh, really? Yeah, no, no, it's one of his goons. One of the, so he gives the eyeball ring to one of his goons. Those goons fucking jump him in the woods and try and kill him, but because of his beasts, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> Remember the one dude like sneaks up and grabs him with the freaking noose. When he's drinking water. Oh yeah, the noose that they and killed the themselves with previously. The panther. Yep. <laughs> jumps down Drops. that dude, and then the other dude tries to run away on his horse and leads the tiger into that pit trap. Yep. And then Seth, Seth and Tall, Seth like knocks him into the pit, and uh, the tiger panther kills him. Or it's implied that he kills him. Um. And then they work together <laughs> to free the, the to throw a tree into the. The hole so that the tiger panther can come out. <laughs> they do. They throw an entire tree in there. Uh, that's the heaviest they, you know, lifting. They just, that's the heaviest lifting, literally and figuratively, that Dar does in the whole movie. They actually just put a tiger in a pit and then put a tree in there and had it go. Like, like outside of the movie, they're like, all right, let's put the tiger in the pit. We put the tree in there. The tiger crawls out. <laughs> it's, just, it's just crazy to me to think about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then does the kid get the ring from the body? Um, because the kid has a ring with an eye for sure. It he the kid gets the ring from looking through the ferret's loot sack when they're sitting around the fire later. Oh yeah, the ferrets yeah. steal everything that shines. Yeah, they're like that yeah. creature in the Wonderful Beasts or whatever that movie is. <laughs> Oh yeah, the little the the call that thing? grumblers or grimlers or some Harry Potter word. Yes, yeah, some ridiculous Harry Potter word. Gronglers. I'm gonna call them gronglers. It's like a it's like a it's like a <laughs> platypus that steals. No, it's gold. a sniffler. It's a sniffler. Sniffler. Yeah, I knew it was a grongler or sniffler. Um, but yeah, so there he talks to those guys for a little while, right? They say that, hey, Midge is actually not a slave, but uh, that's Tal's cousin um, and the king's niece. 
Um, and they agree kind of that they're going to work together to save her. Um, Don't skip over that too much. So that also means that Dar is cousins with Midge, which nobody really cares about in the whole movie. Right, yeah, it's like a Star Wars thing. At this point, he doesn't know, right? Right. He's just, he literally, he was walking through the woods on a revenge mission, and he found a naked woman (laughs) bathing in a pool, and now he's only about the pussy. Like, that's his goal is 100%. Yeah, he's he's not, (laughs) he doesn't know yet. But yeah, but he doesn't know. (laughs) So, they're like, okay, well, let's save her, right? She's being, uh, they're being led along, right? Um, is, is the king there also? Yeah, he's there also, right? He's about to be sacrificed too. Um. Wait, are we, are we at that point already? Nope, nope, because the the king's in in the prison. They're walking him by the river. The king's in prison at this point. Oh, yep, you're right. So they're going to save him from the prison. Well, they, they, they save, they save Midge first, right? Because they're at the river, right? Remember that weird river fight scene? There's like, there's like the three bald monks and they like, fight him to save midge I, right did i just imagine this, this i don't this is a real thing I, i'm I, ooh, I don't remember yeah this it's fight. a hard scene i'm sure the ferret saved her somehow um but yeah they so they they see her at the river crossing i think and then uh they, they essentially just rescue her like there's not really anything that happens besides they like now midge is midge has joined the party yeah um and they the so minions of hell grow stronger. <laughs> <laughs> so they go back to the city, right? Because they're like, we got to save the king. Um, so Dar, like, he calls on Sacco to help him out. The guy who was like, I'll do anything to help you. Who now is like, I'm a coward. Please leave me alone. <laughs> but the eagle looks at him funny. And so he's like, all right. Like, I mean, it's one of the situations where like, He's like, I'll do anything to help you except leave my house or do anything that inconvenience. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you have somebody that, say, loses their job and you're like, you know, call me if you need anything. And then they yeah, Facebook I'm message not you. actually come out of my house. But... Yeah, yeah. If then they Facebook message you like three weeks later and they're like, yo, do you want to be a small business owner? <laughs> and you're like, ugh. But I guess this person did save my son. So he does end up helping out. Yeah, I guess I'll sell you Tupperware. Whatever. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, he he shows up, I guess. Well, that's right, because he has to, he's, he's, their, he's their Trojan horse. He's going to sneak him into the city. Yeah, so Rip Torn, though, he, he figures it out. He, he kind of, I don't know, he must have sacrificed a child to... No, because the, the one kid's wearing the ring. He, yeah, the kid's wearing the ring. And the kid doesn't notice that there's an eye on his ring. Because he's an idiot. It's gross. He's also, like, 12, so, like... He doesn't notice much of anything. Yeah, exactly. So they... he Sacco drops him off uh, by the pyramid. They're, it's not guarded. Um, they just kind of waltz in. Um, and Midge and, and Dar and Tall... They, they 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 go searching the dungeon, right? And this is where you run into those uh what are they called? They're like the the green eyed guard guide death guards. Is that what they death call guards. them? Oh the guys yeah, with they the call them thigh spikes, you mean? They have a <laughs> shitload spikes, of thigh yes. spikes and like arm spikes. They look real mean. 
Yeah, they just, like, covered their appendages with, like, razor blades and, and then gave them masks or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're just really mad. kind of sounds like really a party now. I don't spikes. know. <laughs> they just run up and hug you. That's their attack, and you die because they're covered. Oh, that's right. They had the scene where they like there was the keys they needed to get, and they were right next to these two monks who were doing this to the guy, and they like poured green ooze in his ear, and it made him it made him that. Yeah, it made him crazy, and he's like, I he was just a berserker, right? And the uh, he. What Dar like lowers the ferret because they go by a whole bunch of them and then they shut the gates so they can't grab at them with their spiky arms, uh, Dar and and Midge and whatever. And then Dar goes to lower he lowers the ferrets in to steal the keys because the ferrets into... are doing all the heavy lifting, as is the yeah, entire theme of the movie. The ferrets are doing yeah. everything. Yeah, absolutely. The ferrets are by far the most useful characters in the whole movie. Um, but yeah, they're trying to get the cell. Meanwhile, Midge goes off. Uh, she knows the pyramid. She goes to get something. Did she go get a knife? No, I think she just went and got a she, knife. She right? uh, she went through a secret door and came back came back to change out of her skimpy outfit into a exactly as skimpy outfit, but she had a, <laughs> like a dagger. Right. Yes. That's back. that's what happened. And I he's all like, now. "What?" And it's like the kid's like, "Oh, she's a knight or something. She's a trooper. I don't know. Like, yeah, some kind it's of kinda, it's maiden warrior." It's vague what she is. Um, but yeah, so they they go and they find King Zed in the dungeon, right? And um, they they find out that uh, Rip Torn, he's, he's torn out his eyes. <laughs> How long were you uh, waiting for that pun? I, I, it just came to me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, no, it, it, it bubbled up in my chest and just came out there. Um, I guess the dad reflexes. I can't help it now. It does become um, involuntary, does it, Tones? Does this happen to you often? It's getting harder to hold it back, man. I can't, <laughs> can't help it. Pretty soon you you're going to be introducing bet... yourself to the waiter as the customer. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. I, for a moment when I was talking about how the king was in his cell, I was thinking about, I wonder what kind of phones he uses to call other prisoners in the cells. And then I was thinking that maybe it was a cell phone. (laughs) It's over. It's over, Rob. We got to replace Jones. He's becoming a dad. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I'm going to just start making a bunch of, of, uh, like, sea captain jokes. (laughs) Because you bought a boat. Because I have a boat. Oh, man. That'll be my, my summed up, like, linear personality what are you gonna do her can you please when you're out on the water when you like pull up i want to be standing on the side of a lake and you're gonna pull up and like skirt the boat you know and you're gonna be like yar <laughs> and like I, that's what i want <laughs> I just, i'm constantly gonna be talking in pirate voice well i'm still i'm, I'm gonna be glad. the funny one still rap like we need somebody to carry the show here <laughs> jesus christ i'm the train guy <laughs> There's no train oh, yeah, yeah. in this movie, so I feel lost and alone. <laughs> there were no, there was exactly zero, zero trains, trains in this movie. There's zero goddamn trains. But anyways, for the the, train. so there's so there's a train of um, thigh spike guys running at um, Midge and um, Dar and oh. the King, right? So they gotta save him before the thigh spike guys get him. 
Well, yeah, they, there's an escape right in the freaking prison, right? Yeah, there's just like an open window, isn't there? And they just like climb out the window. It's pretty chill. Well, no, first the first King Zed, right? The, so, so the the big deal why it's a big deal that he doesn't have eyes is that he doesn't recognize Dar. Which why would he anyways? He's a child. Yeah, when he was born, he was Peyton Manning. Well, he didn't even see him born. <laughs> the last time he saw him, right, he was kind of stolen from the womb. Yeah, he was getting <laughs> zapped into a cow's stomach. He was like. Yeah, he was probably thinking, if I saw my son as an adult, he would look like a giant cow's stomach, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, so he, he like, goes down the escape route with the boy, which went underground, right? And Midge is still there with Dar, and they're like, well, let's crawl out the air shaft. There's a lot of escapes in this prison. Um, they Let's crawl out the air shaft. So they're like, Go crawling up, right? And one of those death guards comes running up behind him, right? And he's like spiking up that freaking shaft, <laughs> right? And he's like <laughs> getting after him. Um, and they they get out the outside, throw a rope down, and climb down. And I can't remember what happened to the death guard. Did the eagle? The eagle came in. The eagle clawed at him, and he fell. Yeah, yeah. I remember because <laughs> like, because Rob was talking about how they're like climbing down this rope, and this dude is literally made of knives. <laughs> Not where you want to be always. Right. But thank God the eagle's there to continue carrying the story. Did we forget that uh, Dar, to, to talk to the eagle, we never mentioned, he actually just looks up at the sky and goes, <laughs> yeah, He makes bird noises. It is the most hilarious fashion exactly like you're imagining it. Do you know what's weird? He didn't make ferret noises or tiger no, slash he just, panther like, noises. At him. Like, he was doing that just because he wanted to, I think. Because <laughs> he clearly didn't need to for his power of mechanic. You know what I mean? The actor's name is Mark Singer. You think the director was like, Mark, what do you want to do to to do the ferrets? He's like, well, I'll just whisper the ferrets. He's like, what about the tiger? He's like, I think we have an understanding. I nod at him. He does stuff for me. Right? He's like, what do you want to do for the eagle? And he just looks at him and goes, Rah! No, no, no. I guarantee they did not discuss that beforehand. Dar just, like, came out of nowhere with the improv of this... <laughs> and he was like, he's the greatest actor in the generation. Yeah, he's so passionate about it. They, just, they kept doing take after take after take, and he just kept doing it. They're like, why do you got to do that? <laughs> he's like, why won't you leave it in? <laughs> They're like, can we try one without the caw scream, please? No. And he's like, yeah, who's yeah. the star of this movie? <laughs> Who else are you going to yeah, get? So they... Honestly. Right, yeah. For your Beastmaster movie. Oh, yeah. Dar looks like a who also. Yeah. There's a large, large space between his upper lip and his nose. Like, it's like, he doesn't look like like a real person. It's literally like Kevin Bacon, Dar, and then the dad who from Whoville. Like, that's the progression of the space of the upper lip. So, once, uh, once they they get away, right, and they're back in the city, and they reunite with Seth, who had recruited like a bunch of dudes, um, and they the 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 king is there, right, and he's mad, right? He's like he's like we're gonna retake the city, and Dar's like, yo, that's kind of a bad idea. Like he's got a lot of guys, like he's got some monks, he's got some Johns, and you got like six dudes, and. The king's like, you're exiled. Get out of here, right? Because he's a king. He doesn't like being talked back to, right? Um, and Seth kind of realizes, he's like, he's like, yo, this king's obsessed. 
he's like trying to fight this guy. Like he's going to fight to the death. Um, and he just, he's not thinking straight. Leave it to the blind king so, to make, uh, make calls here. Yeah, right. He doesn't, he can't even see the forces. How's he supposed to know that they don't match up? Yeah. To be fair, he doesn't realize that this is like a dad and a few of his dad's friends that helped him move once who he was like, yo, gents, <laughs> let's go help out this random guy who saved my kid. And they're like, they're right. like, I do owe you one balls. balls. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, uh, uh, Rip Torn, he like gets back from sacrificing a child or whatever. Um, and he, he captures them. Um, and meanwhile, Sako kind of escapes from the village and he's going to, he's going to get Dar, uh, and they're going to, they're going to save the King's stuff. They're going to, they're going to figure it out. Right. Which is funny because I feel like if Dar was there, right. And the ferrets were there, they would have definitely triumphed anyway, (laughs) because Dar triumphed by himself. Um, cause in the city, like Riptorn, he's like ready to sacrifice, right? He's like, instead of a child, this time we're going to sacrifice uh, Mage, the king. We're going to sacrifice well, a child. They're going to sacrifice Tall, right? Oh, Tall, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they're going to sacrifice Midge. They're going to sacrifice Seth, right? He's going on a sacrificing spree, um, and so Dar shows up and he just single-handedly fights off all of all of Riptorn's forces. Yeah, he uh, like charges like, in, throws the ferrets into the cage. And then they chew everyone free, you know, heavy lifting like they do. He he takes on his forces. He kills every soldier there. Um, and then Riptorn is at the top of the pyramid and they kind of have a fight or at the top of the pyramid, Riptorn, he like turns to Zed. And he's like, yo, this is your your firstborn son. Uh, and then he slits the king's throat. Uh, then they have like they kind of have a battle. Uh, Dar, Dar grabs Riptorn's knife uh, and stabs him. And then... Uh, Dar kind of chases off the, a, a witch, <laughs> and then he he picks up the he picks up Midge, and while he's he's doing that, uh, Riptorn kind of gets back up off the ground, and it's like he's scary, and he like moves to stab Dar, um, and then the ferrets show up. Enter the ferrets, right. um, and one of the ferrets sacrifices himself. And essentially causes Riptorn to fall into the 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 pit. He jumps onto the back of his head and like gnaws on the back of his neck, and that makes him fall into the pit with the ferret. And they like keep and they like it's all dramatic, and they like cut to the other ferret who is like visibly upset. Because for all we know, they just killed that ferret actually, because it's the '80s movie. Yeah, they might have <laughs> They're just like, killed, really they killed Riptorn and the ferret. <laughs> it's sad that Tony's laughing because this is a really sad part of the movie. We're like halfway through the movie right now. This is a really, just really sad part of the movie. I felt really sad. It really feels like the movie should have ended there. It was uh, pretty. It was almost as sad as the dog dying in the beginning. Almost. Um. But yeah, so the movie didn't end there, though. Yeah. At all. No, even any. though that seems like where it should have ended. There was like 40 minutes left or something at this point. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. But not a lot happened. Uh, so the city's like, they're happy because they're, no they're no longer under Riptorn's rule, right? Um, but the Juns, right, that like 
force of Mongols, they're coming to the city to, to get him, right? And uh, little kid's like, little kid tall, right? He's the new king. He, like, orders everyone to, like, hey, we're going we're gonna to fight these guys, right? Let's get some defense set up. Yeah, yeah, they're preparing, right? And their defense was to fill the moat with dirt. With oil. Oily no, dirt. See, we just, we thought that the moat was water and they were filling it with dirt. The moat was oil. <laughs> oil, yeah, oh yeah, that's a good, good point, Rob. Good point. We just, we didn't know that until, well, you'll see. So they armed the, the <laughs> moat with a shitload of oil and a shitload of dirt. And that's gonna be there. that's gonna be their, their thing. During that time, right, they like try to ride across a moat and they get trapped and then they're like the a, Mongols. a bunch of warriors run out yeah the juns are getting trapped in the in the freaking in the moat right and then warriors like keep running out to like try to light the moat on fire and they can't they keep getting shot down and then the little kid runs out to light the moat and then he gets shot down and then dar and midge and seth rush out to help him um and then the leader of the of the Juns challenges Dar to, to single combat. Eventually, somebody lit the moat on fire. That, that I don't even know who ended up doing that, which seems really weird. Like, I know Rob is a really big history, like, combat guy. You'd think if your plan was entirely rotating around the moat filled with oil, like, they'd have that shit on lock. How they, they were going to light it up, right? You'd think, but it was also, like, six dudes, you know? <laughs> Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, no no true. plan survives contact with the enemy, Hearn. I guess they're just relying on just the, the animals to do everything. So, sorry. I, <laughs> yeah. The serious Shanzu stuff here, whatever whatever his name is. So, uh, close enough, Tones. Yeah, close enough. So, hey, I'm not the history guy. I'm the dad joke guy. <laughs> so, the, so the Jun leader fights Dar. Right. Dar, does Dar use any of his animals in that fight? In the fight with, in, the, with the like leader dude, um, the Jun leader. Yeah. I don't think so. No, I think he's solo there. This is the only thing he's ever done <laughs> <laughs> for the first time in his life through a tree, and then this, um, and and he 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 wins right. But the rest of the the rest of the forces are like moving in right, and it seems real grim. There's not a lot that they can do right. Um, and then suddenly we didn't tell you this, uh, for dramatic effect, but earlier Dar had sent out his Eagle, right? What's the Eagle's name is actually Chirac. We didn't say that, but Eagle, Eagle boy. Uh, he sends the Eagle out with the medallion that the scrotum people gave him. Oh yeah. And then the scrotum people come to the rescue because they yeah, have hearts of gold. So the bird, yeah. The bird men arrive, the scrotum people, and they start wrapping up the Juns and turning them into bones. <laughs> <laughs> they just, like, sneak up behind them all. They could just be eating, too, guys. Like, <laughs> maybe they're feeding, and it just they're just to feeding. They just like They just, like, lock eyes with Dar menacingly, and then just, like, recede into the darkness. All, the, all that Dar said was the eagle. The knowing nod. The eagle should let them know there's a, there's a um, buffet. All you can eat. <laughs> Mongols everywhere, Juns everywhere. So they eat all the Juns. But yeah, so so they eat the Juns, right? Um, and anyways, then it's like it's like, hey, here's our it's our wrap up to the movie, right? Uh, little kid, he's like, he's recovering. He's like laying in the bed. He doesn't have an arrow in him anymore. Um, and he's like, ready oh yeah, to, Seth just straight up ripped that shit out of him too. Like it was very... yeah, right in the heat of battle. Yeah. Like... 
That's not good. Yeah. Yoink. <laughs> That's not good. Let's pull it out. Dar is like, all right, I'm going to peace out of here. Right. And he like gives a, gives a gift. Does, does he give a gift to them? I feel like he gives a gift to the them. The sword, maybe? What does he well, give? I, was it the sword? No. Yeah, it might have been. Was it? Was I it? think he gives him the sword because he's like, I think you're the one to rule. And then he gives him the sword. Oh, the king's sword. Yep, the king's sword. The king's His sword. dad. He picked it up at some yep. point. Yeah. King Zed's sword. So it's like oh, a passing of the torch type of a deal. So then... Seth, like, looks at his hand, he notices the mark and realizes that uh, Dar is the true king. But uh, Dar's like, ah, Tal would make a better king. Um, and he sets off into the wild with his animals. And, and uh, Midge. And, and Midge. At this point, fully knowing that Midge is his cousin. Fully knowing this. He knows that Midge is his cousin at this point, for sure. Um, and then out of his pocket pops uh, Poto, right, one of his ferrets, and there's a litter of uh ferret pups and that's 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 it then he kisses and his cousin roll. he kisses his cousin on the mountaintop or on the hilltop and then uh neither of them care at all to to just make the ferret sacrifice even more terrible his <laughs> wife ferret was pregnant rob no and he sacrificed himself Ugh. the the ferrets the ferrets did the heavy lifting in this movie. You know, okay, um, I think all the animals definitely did their part, but the fer- you just expected less from the ferrets. I don't and think... And so I'm... the number of things they did, you're like, wow. The panther did literally nothing. What did the, the panther, panther killed people left and right. Like, every time he was on screen, he was just <laughs> eating people. Like, I mean, he was but just frustrated. But you didn't he notice, because you're care. like, yeah. You know, like, you're like, yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's, what, that's what the panther does. Well, I mean, that's... Well, that only There's happened no because he was doing that in real life. And they, they were like, well, we're not going to cut it now. <laughs> I mean, the, eagle, the eagle picked up that kid. That was oh, like yeah, I mean, the eagle did size. a lot of stuff. Do you guys, I don't think we talked about how much the, the Death Guards hated the ferrets. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were chasing them through pipes. Yeah, just, just... <laughs> For like 15, oh, 15 minutes of that movie was just the death, the fucking spiky boys chasing those ferrets around. <laughs> they really hated those ferrets. I mean, if you if you could imagine being on meth, right? Body covered in spikes. <laughs> and there's just these goddamn ferrets that just are stealing keys and running around. The kid does say, like, it's like whatever they see, they will try and kill. So I think it's like, it's kind of like the baby bird thing where it's like, First thing they see is their their mother in their eyes. Except for these guys, the first <laughs> thing they see has to die. <laughs> like, I like the idea that they're meth heads, though, who keep seeing ferrets everywhere. <laughs> they're like, get these ferrets out of my house! <laughs> <laughs> they're mad as fuck, just partying down in that basement. And then, like... Man, they were... They were... They, they had a good set of goons rip torn had a good set of goons because he had like the monks who were like that they were like the steadfast like pious s- servants of him right and then you had like the berserkers who were those guys right and they just didn't they didn't care they just wanted to kill right um and then you had like the juns who were like that chaotic ally who like goes through and destroys cities for you for some reason like he just had a whole buffet of goons and it definitely 
was needed to have that many different types of people for Dar's animals to eat. Would you guys rank the uh, bald guys or the spiky thigh guys higher on the goon scale, do you think? In general gooning yeah. or in combat? Uh, general gooning. Which includes General gooning, bald gooning. guys for sure. Okay. Okay, gotcha. I think order the order of operations here is uh, Rip Torn, right? Yep. The witches, although not gifted in combat, provide several other <laughs> means of uh, of helping him. They're they're the intelligence team. Do you think Riptorn was fucking the Butterface witches? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, no, no, he wasn't. I bet Do he you was not think so. I bet he was. No, I bet he was just thinking about when he wasn't thinking about sacrificing children. He was thinking about sacrificing children. Like that's <laughs> yeah. He didn't have time for. They were absolutely focused. I get it. Well, and that's why that's why I get the bald guys uh, uh, an edge in the general gooning because like they can hand him a child, you know, right? Spiky dudes well, can't do that. That's why. So bald dudes come right after the witches, right? They're like, yeah. like loyal. They're True. They're intelligent. They're like not horrible at fighting. Um, and then I think. I, I'm not sure. I think you place the uh, death guards before the Juns. Okay. Where do you place the guys that the dad rounded up? The unreliable squad of like middle-aged dads. They're right behind oh. the eagle. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Rob with the insane ratings. Those guys had better this things man. to do that weekend. I'm telling you. <laughs> but what a movie! But it was great. Yeah, it was I great. It. Yeah, so it's, it's, um, no trains. Yeah, zero zero trains train in the movie. Uh, biggest plot hole. Okay, well, aside from having no trains in it, the biggest plot hole in my mind <laughs> is that hole. the Beastmaster could not talk to or command horses. Oh yeah, and it was not yeah, addressed. Right. Good point. Yeah, the Juns attacked on horses every time. He never tried to talk to them. He didn't yeah. even neigh once. Didn't even try. Yeah, he didn't whinny at all. <laughs> he, he never snorted. Time. He never whinnied. All he did was call at that bird and whisper at those the, ferrets. You think the director is like, uh, I like the idea of him and the director just having a relationship <laughs> where the director's like, all right, so they're going to attack your town on horseback, right? And and Mark Singer, Dar, he like looks at the director and he's like, why don't I just neigh at him? <laughs> And tell him to leave. And the director just like gets that look on his face like, dear God, like I've forgotten. <laughs> this is a horrible plot hole. <laughs> He's like, just roll with this one, Mark. He's like, okay, Mark, I'll tell you what. So you get to pick one animal that you make a sound at. <laughs> Only one, Mark. And Mark's like. He's like, all right, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you which one. Oh, my God. Um. Yeah, it was a fun movie was, though. That we had a good fun. time. It was fun. Eighty, eighty-two, eighty-two golden golden year. For it's maybe we'll just hit every movie in eighty-two. I, yeah, it's been proving it's been proving to be quite the uh, quite the year. I, I'm not a fan of the <laughs> of the the way women are horrible treated. Horrible way that women are presented presented in them, but everything else seems to be pretty fun. So. Yeah, I guess we'll have to deal with it and keep watching movies from the '80s. You got uh, 
Blade Runner, E.T., The Thing, First Blood, Conan the Barbarian, the original Tron. Yeah, you're right. 80s is a good, it's the a Dark good Pistol, time for Annie. movies. <sighs> I know, Rob. It's, uh... You got it. There's also, there's also <laughs> the sequel to Beastmaster, Beastmaster 2. Dude, they did, like, a whole bunch of stuff. There's, like, a TV series. Like, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Beastmaster 2... Rob, have you heard about this? Do you know about this? I have not. So Beastmaster 2 is the same plot, except ours in modern-day L.A. Oh, shit. Shenanigans ensue. Let's go. That sounds (laughs) fucking horrible. Did that come out in 1982 as well? Did they just make sequels in in the same year? Absolutely not. When did it come out, Aaron? Uh... Nineteen ninety one, the worst year for movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if eighty two is the best year, ninety one is definitely the worst. We gotta watch a movie from ninety one now. Is the next one? Right. <laughs> Alrighty, I guess we should sign off on this one for this uh, slap happy movie time. Yeah, it's been it's uh, been great. Yep, yeah. I lie. We will be back with more, hopefully sooner than the last one. But you never Stay know. Stay tuned for a We're 1991 very... movie. <laughs> We're very mysterious. Rob has historical events to study. I have dad jokes to create, and Aaron has jokes to 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 slam on ya. So we're gonna get some motherfucking trains you. next time, guys. I promise. <laughs> I'm gonna find a movie about trains from 1991. <laughs> Love um, you guys. Which we will do. Yep. Peace. All right. Goodbye from the slap happy movie time boys. Stop, stop button.